Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'eses Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Sheer number 20. Email address, shalombayas777 at gmail.com. Uh, this is the fourth and the last for the time being of the address towards the Nashon Tzidkani, the Jewish wives of Klai Yisrael, that keep us going. And I'm um, going to say again, uh, through the course of the first three, I mentioned very much klolem and disclaimers about when these concepts apply and when they don't apply. So it's very important that you do not start from the middle. And if you haven't listened to it, go all the way to the beginning uh, because it's specific and it's only meant in certain situations. And I make it very clear what yes, what no. So it's important to do that. Before I start here, I'm going to make another very strong disclaimer. And that is the following, that even if we go with the more hetedicker shitas, meaning the ones that are very lenient and allow in marriage between a husband and a wife, a lot of sexual experimentation and a lot of um, leeway and being very liberal in their sexual expression with one another, even according to those poiskim that say that's perfectly okay, even for those Paiskim who feel that any interaction between husband and wife even is not considered zera lavatola, meaning the semen is not considered wasted, even if it didn't go into the area it's generally meant to go, as long as there is a healthy, normal sexual engagement between husband and wife, even with the most lenient of the lenient of shitas, of, of, of opinions, Nothing, absolutely nothing, cannot take place without the mutual consent of both. And if a woman is not very extremely uncomfortable with something and does not want to do something to the point where she really is rejecting it and she's saying, no, I cannot, then it is usr. Period. The husband cannot do it. And, you know, there are levels in this, and I'm not getting into that now. Will I ever get into it? I have no idea at this point. I'm being honest with you. I don't know. Depends on the feedback. It depends on the Rabbanim I talk to, because I talk to some Paiskim, and um, they'll guide me in what to say, what not to say, and how to say it, and how not to say it. So I am even, I'm not sure, honestly, how explicit I can be or should be and how direct I can be and should be. But this has to be remembered that if there's something that the husband wants that's so uncomfortable for the wife and it goes the other way around too. I know it seems less stereotypical and less common, but I'm telling you it is not as uncommon as you think the other way around too where the wife wants a certain thing, a certain act, a certain way being done, and the husband does not feel comfortable with it. And not comfortable with it, there are levels. So if there's not comfortable with it on a personal level, and but you couldn't do it even though you don't fully enjoy it, then it makes sense to give that compromise and leeway and give to each other, even if you don't particularly enjoy a particular thing. But if it gets to a point where it is so um, disturbing to you that you really say, no, I just can't do this. And it's it just, it just 
I just can't. The husband, it's usher for him to put pressure on his wife. They could talk it over. They could, whatever it is, open discussions. But Kulzman, that she it does not feel, she feels, I can't. I, I, and, 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 and it's just something that she just is scared to do or for whatever reason is repulsed by it, then it's usher. You can never do something against your wife's will sexually, period. And your husband also, period. Also, you cannot expect it from him. Now, in the Gemara, in Idaram Davchafam Abbas, talks about, it's an interesting Gemara, but basically it talks about things that you're not allowed to do when you have sexual relations. You're not allowed to think of one woman with another. It goes through different things. And then it goes through where um, a wife came to Rebbe and complained, complained that uh, the Lushan was, he flipped my bed, he reversed it, which in, um, is a nice way of saying that he didn't do the sexual act in the normal way, he did some experimentations on it. Now, Mafar should make it very clear that when the wife went to Rebbe to complain about this or to ask him about it, chas v'sholem, it is not shot that the husband forced his wife to do these acts. Because that would be an iser gomer, period, like I just said. No one can compel another one, whether it's your own wife or husband, to do anything and to act in a way against their will. Period. That's aricious. And um, you have to be extremely careful with that. So, but when the wife, basically what happened was, going to the Mepharshim, her husband asked to do this. She consented fully. Whether she was uncomfortable or not so comfortable, obviously it seemed like she wasn't that comfortable with it, but she consented fully. And now she was asking Rebbe, did we do the right thing? Did I do anything wrong? Did my husband do anything wrong for asking to do this? Did I do anything wrong for agreeing to do this? And Rebbe said, My daughter, the Torah permits this. You can do it. And um, I don't know, but I would think that, uh, you know, these days, if it's a, such a public thing like that, um, there will be a lot of kolkairis out there putting the putting Rebbe in cherem and uh, you know uh, assuring his uh, to go to him because he's a manuvel and uh, you know uh, all that stuff. You know the the, the shritis treif and the yain yain nesach and all this stuff. But it is a betheirish adin and shulchan aruch too. Now some paiskin will. You go to certain Rabbanim, they'll say nothing doing, you know, uh, no, 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 no. Others will say, yeah, 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 yeah. And it gets people very confused. What's the right derech? I can't say. My personal opinion, and I'm just telling you this is my personal opinion, is that every heter, especially in marriage, should be used freely, but providing one tonight. The husband has to have his head screwed on straight. Head screwed on straight means that he can enjoy his wife consensually again, and I say this again, consensually, fully consensually, as much as he wants, as, as often as he wants, quality, quantity, with the provision that his Avedis Hashem gets stronger as a result and not weaker as a result. And it's very easy to tell. The test of this is how he behaves outside the bedroom. 
How he behaves the next morning with his wife. Does he treat her with the same derech heretz? Does he talk with the same niceness? With the same kavod? Does he treat? Does he ignore her during her nida period? Or does he constantly talk to her as a friend, asking her advice, her opinions, with a royalty, with a respect? If he does that, and Shmir Seinayim, of course, and if he does all that, then it shows that the sexual ex- experimentations or the freedom of feelings and the enjoyment and the pleasure of it was all coming from a good place, not from a bad place. But if this does not change his behavior in a positive way, continues to come late to shul, continues not to daven, continues to look at other women and looking at the other side of the mechitza and treat his wife like garbage, then it's not coming from the right place. That's my view on this. Now, I will end off this is with a, a chazal. I did not yet, I don't think, say this to the men, but I'm going to say this to you first. And it's really something addressed to the men, but you need to know about this. We know there's a famous concept called Kaddish Atzmecha B'Motrlach. That means that you're supposed to make yourself holy, not just with things that are usher to you, not things that are just permitted, prohibited, but even with permitted things, you can't overindulge in permitted things because it will lead to you doing the Isser. And that is a true Yesoid in life. And um, there's a Yismach Moshe that says the following, and I'm going to quote it here. It's not a commonly quoted Yismach Moshe. When they say the Heilige Yismach Moshe Zuktepes, meaning that he says a Torah, they're not going to quote this Torah. Ten times out of ten, they're not going to quote this Torah. But it's in Vayikra, Parshas Kedoshim, and he says as follows. There are two ways to be Kaddish Atzmecha B'motelach. There are two ways to sanctify yourself with what is pro, pro, permitted to you. Miskayim al pishnei derachim. It gets, it gets, you become a mekayim this in one out of two ways. Number one, oi, or, shememayes b'moisreis. You reject completely the excesses. You reject completely pleasures that you don't need. If I don't need this piece of meat or the steak and it's out there, I'm staying away from it. It's disgusting. I'm only sticking to the basics. And that's it. That's one way. And that's the famous way. That's the one you hear in all the drushes. This is the, way, the one you hear in all the, you know, all the, you know, people that want to uplift you, of course. But here's the second part. So listen carefully. And again, I'm going to say it again and again and again. This mahalich that I'm telling you now needs to come with a responsibility, like I just said before, that the way to tell whether your sexual freedoms that you engage between the two of you is l'shem shemaim or not, or is healthy or not, is dependent a lot on what your behaviors are before and after it. So you have to keep that in mind as I say this. So he says the second way to be mekadosh atzmach is lahepech, the opposite. What do you mean the opposite? like it says in our shulchan aruch, and it brings down from Reish Mem Semen Aleph in Yeridei, in Arachayim, Shemasbiya Atzmai Menaheter, he satisfies, he does the opposite, he does indulge in the permitted. Why do, but why does he indulge in the permitted? So that he should not come to do something prohibited. And put it in simple English, if he does all this, these things and these energies with his wife, 
he won't have an interest to do it with anybody else. It'll be easier for him not to, not to even entertain such a thought. And everything is depending on a person, how he is in that time. And that's why you need shikladas. You have to really know yourself. You know, you could use this heter here and screw yourself over and mess yourself up because you're not on that level. You have to really be committed that your goal is l'shamayim. Your kavana has to be l'shamayim. It could be a shaloy lishma now. It could be a, but it has to be a shaloy lishma that leads to lishma. That applies by everything and applies by this too. It's okay to enjoy sex. I'm putting it pl- pl- plainly. It's enjoy, it's, 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 it's okay to want to enjoy the physical pleasures that you can get from each other. Receive and give and give to receive, like we spoke about earlier. It's a healthy thing, but it's healthy as long as the kavana at the end is lishamayim. I'm doing this because Hashem is going to help me serve Him better. I'm going to daven better the next morning because of this, not less. I'm going to add a seder to my seder. I'm not going to decrease that seder. This is going to motivate me to give more tzedakah, not to give less tzedakah. Being with my wife this way is going to make me more committed in not looking at anyone else and only her. That's what it means. Be mekadesh with what's mutter to you. Sha'ayyidehamutter, because through what is permitted, and what we're talking about now, the sexual heterim, beyond the exact letter of the law, according to some, who mekadesh is atzmai shaloyovili de iser, then he sanctifies himself so he should not come to the iser. Then gam im oisela kavonazu, and if he does it for this reason, Meaning you could enjoy it and admit that you enjoy it, but you're doing it for the purpose that I want to be a better Yid, and I will be a better Yid because of it. Then have avoida l'shem baruchu u'baruchshmai. Then that is the avoida Tashem or mekadesh atzmai, and he sanctifies himself this way. Vahavein and understand this. Honestly, the first time someone told this to me that the Yismach Shmaisha said this, I told him, I don't believe you. He couldn't have said this. I don't believe you. You know, I want to see it written. You know, <laughs> so it's the truth is it's common sense, but Yisach Moshe doesn't fit with things that I hear quoted. That this is sort of out of line with it. I said I I I, I don't buy this. See, he didn't say this. He says, yeah, he did. Look it up, Parshas Kedoshim, and it's not the you know, uh, and it's there. So that's something everyone needs to know. And you also need to know, and this is important, when you learn Mesilas Yisharim, and I learned Mesilas Yisharim, Baruch Hashem, 41 times, I think. Hashem shall help me learn it weiter, because it's not registered yet in my head. But he talks about precious. This is why you have to be careful even when you're learning Mesilas Yisharim or Mechdem Elio. And you need a Rebbe. And you need Mahadracha. So for example, he talks about precious, and he talks about Tanoim, and they were Tanoim, they were Tanoim, that when they engaged in these relations with their wives, they did it very quickly, and they did it just to decrease decrease their physical pleasure as much as possible. They use a Lashu Kamisha Kafai shade, like a demon is forcing them to do it, and that they really don't want to do it. And you need to know, and you need to know, and you need to know, that that this concept 
is this concept is totally not lahalacha. We don't paskin like this lahalacha. The opposite is true. So don't take that for the self. The opposite, the truth is the opposite of this. So you have to be careful when you're learning these things. precious to know not to paskin for yourself these type of things. Um, so that's also an important thing to know. That the kamika kafei shade does not is not la To the contrary, you do see, and not that Talmidim did the right thing. They snuck under the bed, and they saw what their rabbeim were doing from under the bed, which is not recommended behavior, by the way. But they said, "Tyra is I need to learn," and frankly, they were having a very good time. So you see, even in Chazal, you have opposite areas in this generation. 99.9% of the marriages need this. They need an active sexual life. There's no way to cut it. There's no way to get around it. And there's no way not to admit it to yourselves. Now, listen carefully. You have some couples that they both have a low sex drive for real. And they don't need it so much. And they both really, really don't need it so much. And they could do it very infrequently or whatever it is, and they're perfectly happy, and call, then call a kavod. Then 100%, that's beautiful. No one should, you know, in other words, it's not that everyone's teva is different, and everyone's mahalach is different. And if they're both really, really, really on the same page, and they both really, really are okay with the infrequency of it, or, you know, once a week, or whatever it is, but they can't fool themselves and they can't fool each other or they really should speak to someone and the someone is very clear that this is what they really want and they really enjoy and they have beautiful shalom bias and they, they have that mahalach. That's beautiful. That's something that the liberals and the more like modern orthodox need to learn that not everything that they see that people are machmer, that their lives are miserable. That's not true. Some people need things more. Some people need things less. So if that's true, then that's wonderful. And you could get to a high madrega that way and serve Hashem that way. But 99% of the cases, it's not like that. And one who really wants more is ashamed to admit it because then he'll look upon that he's not a chashiv or that he's weak or that he's vulnerable. And there's many constant things with this. So Be'ez Hashem, um, we, this is the end of this particular address. We'll have other addresses directly to the women, directly to the husbands. And the key of all this is, again, being a mensch to each other is key number one. You have to be a mensch. You have to be ehrlich. And even when you are using these heterim or these leeways and to become more sexually expressive and enjoying it more, whatever it is, you have to follow that it should be follow and this is it's not a one dimensional relationship once it becomes that it's going to go disaster because what it is, is is sex is like the glue to the marriage if you have too much too little of it too little of it it'll fall apart but if there's too much of it it looks very ugly too it'll become ugly. 
You have to have the right measure of it and to know between the two of you your true natures of what's best to both, both of you. And like with everything else, it's an avoida. You know, the, 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 sometimes you're not in the mood, but who's in the mood of going to work every day? Who's in the mood of taking out the garbage every day? Who's even, to be honest with you, in the mood of davening every day, shachras, mincha, and mayrif, and you do it anyway? So, of course, it says you have to be in a better state of mind, and there should be a conversation before, it should be ideal. But when it's not ideal, it can't be neglected, because if it gets neglected, it's like that fenced-in garden that's beautifully fenced, high to the sky, but the gardener can't even get in there, and everything in there dies. You don't want that either. So it's a healthy balance. Shem should help that all of us should be as a Shem have that healthy balance. There should be shalom in the home, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And Hashem should help bench all of Kal Yisrael and you, Nashim Tzitkanius, of the world. You have no idea how special you are in what you're doing. A lot of it behind the scenes, which is the way it should be, but it can never be underestimated or unappreciated. Hatzlacha and bracha.